Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number 19 and the last of our three-part series on the Cubs way, written by Tom Verducci after the Cubs won the uh, 2016 World Series, uh, breaking the greatest drought in the history of North American professional sports. Again, I'm an unabashed homer. I love the Cubs. I've loved the Cubs since 1981. Uh, However, I I think that there's so many good things in this book, as I've said in the previous two podcasts to go along with this, uh, just to help out any coach, any program, building a program, looking for what you want to do here. Um, Today we are going to get into what Verducci calls the Zen of Joe. And and Joe, of course, being Joe Madden. Now, uh, you know the 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 idea of Joe Madden um, has has soured a bit over the last couple of years. Uh, the Cubs steadily declined in in the number of wins uh, that the, that they had had uh, since 2016. Uh, however, I think there is a lot of things about his philosophy and how he runs his, his club, uh, that we can all take with us here. So there's, there's 13 things total. Uh, some of them I'm going to talk a little bit more about than others. Um, so let's just jump into it. Number one, and I think this is the most important thing, make a personal connection first. Everything else follows. I think it's so important for us as coaches to, uh, to make those personal Convent, uh, uh, connections. Uh, as Madden says here, I'm going to read this here. For me, my first thought is to get to know you. Then we trust each other. And then we can exchange ideas. Then we can talk about methods and ideologies or whatever you want to call it. Then we can go from there. Um, you know, by having that personal relationship, you promote growth and you promote success. All right. And and how do you do that? What do you talk about? Well, you talk about family. You, you, you talk about what's going on in their lives. You talk about what they are thinking. Um, in your meetings with your players, and I've put a lot of emphasis throughout these podcasts, all the podcasts that I've done, about talking and, and, and communicating with your players, you talk about their family, you talk about their school and their personal life, and then you get into basketball. And I and I think essentially that's what Joe Madden is saying here. All right. So when you reach that point of trust, as Madden calls it, then we can then then you as the coach can be constructively critical and the players are not going to push back. They're willing to listen. Why? Because they trust you. Okay. So number one thing right there. Number two, there is only one team rule to respect 90. All right. Basically, Play hard all the time, and and you emphasize. I would tell my players, uh, there's there's three ways you're going to get yelled at. There's only three. If you're not playing hard, if you're not concentrating, and if you're a, if you're a bad teammate, that's it. Otherwise, you're doing exactly what I want you to do, and um, then it's up to me to teach you the game at a at a at a higher level. So. Um, I, I think that that encourages the, the the players know what they are supposed to do. You've you've clarified that, and and now you move forward with it. All right. Uh, number three, freedom is overpowering. Um, now the better players you have, the more freedom you can allow them. Uh, let's let's be clear about that. I firmly believe that. I I would tell my teams, hey, you want more freedom in the winter? Work harder in the summer. Um, but the more you you restrict freedom. As, as Madden says, the more you restrict creativity. Um, 
And you, you have to be careful where you have to stay disciplined. You have to stay focused on what, what is good for the team. But you cannot restrict players. You, players still have to have the ability to make plays. And you have to allow that to happen. All right? Um, if, you, if you restrict it too much, they start examining their own flaws. They start examining, well, I can't do this or I'm not supposed to do this. And, and then you get a scared team. And if you get a scared team, you're not going to have a successful team because they're scared to make mistakes. And mistakes are going to happen. And for you to be uh, successful, you have to have mistakes along the way. All right. Number four, never hold a team meeting in your, in your home clubhouse. Um, I think this is really, really logical. And, and I'll be the first one to admit uh, one of the things that uh, I should have done a better job of is, you know, when we're going to have a team meeting, uh, let's let's have it here. Let's have it in my classroom. Let's have it in the commons. Let's have it in the library. Let's have it somewhere other than the locker room, okay? Uh, the locker room is their area. When when negative things happen in the locker room, it lingers in the locker room. Uh, Madden really says, you know, most meetings are unnecessary. Now, I, I agree with that to a degree. Uh, if you have to have more than one team meeting throughout a year, uh, sometimes it's good to, to clear the air to get some things figured out, okay? Uh, but if you're on team meeting number two, team meeting number three, uh, you're you're in trouble. Like I used to used to tell my teams, if I get to the point where I really have to lay into you guys three or more times during a season, where where I'm really getting after you, I there there's very rarely you go through a season where you are you you don't have a confrontation with the team at a some point where you you have to get angry at them whether whether it's a calculated decision or you know there's again there's the three things there the being a poor teammate not playing hard not concentrating uh, but if you get into that position where you have to really get after your team more than twice in the span of a season uh, you're probably going to be in trouble uh, and that's just the truth of the matter and I can go back to every team that I coach and I'm guessing a lot of you are nodding your heads going I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, now, how do you mitigate that? You have a bunch of, every day you are meeting with players. Uh, you are having small individual meetings. Uh, you're talking to them on the side. You're you're talking to them about what they need to do, what they need to get better at. Here's this. Hey, this situation yesterday, you could have done this. Uh, hey, have you thought about looking at it like this? What do you think about uh, the out-of-bounds play we called last night? Uh, you know, whatever that may be. Um or you have a short team meeting. I believe it's really important. And I, again, you guys know I'm a Don Meyer guy. Uh, I think it's important to have a, a, a quick team meeting, a, a team discussion. Here's our goals. What's our why here today? Uh, what are we focused on? Uh, have a team bonding activity at the beginning of practice. Now, this isn't drawn out. Uh, it's, it's, it's two to five minutes tops, and, and, you, and you get your day going. All right? Um, number five. Or let me go back to number four real quick. Praise publicly, criticize privately. And I think that's a great thing that Madden talks about, right? Number five, do not have a fine system. And obviously, we're not fining high school players. But basically, players know when they screwed up. And a lot of times, you don't really need to beat them over the head with that. Um, you know, they know when they screwed up. Move on, all right? Uh, number six, wear uh, what you think makes you look hot or look attractive. Uh, basically, you know, have you can bond through... through uh, 
clothing and and road trips, uh, team road trips. You know, the the he made famous. Uh, you know. Uh, themed road trips. Uh, it was cowboy road trip, and everybody would hop on the plane uh, dressed as a cowboy. Um, it builds camaraderie. Uh, it's a it's a team building thing. Uh, that's something that you can definitely do. Hey, you know what? Uh, it's it's ugly sweater road trip to to West High tonight or tomorrow night. So make sure you wear the ugliest sweater you can here. It's things like that to bring the team together. All right. Number seven, empower your coaches. Um, and I'll just read this here. Empowering the coaching staff is huge because I had been in a situation where the coaching staff was not empowered. But if you have self-confidence, no one can ever take that power away from you. And I think it's important that you invest in your assistant coaches, that you give them a voice, that you empower them to teach to their strengths. Uh, you know, Coach Kruger talked about that the other night. Coach Neighbors talked about it last week. Um, empowering your coaches so that they feel involved and that they're active in what you're doing here. All right? Uh, number eight, but don't allow your coaches or your veterans to be harsh on younger players. All right. I think this is really important when it comes to seniors and upperclassmen. Uh, their job is to welcome in the younger players. Um, and I think this is a great quote. Just because a guy is a veteran doesn't mean he's going to have a good influence. And I'm guessing there's a lot of you that are nodding right now where you've had upperclassmen that just because they're upperclassmen, they have not been great influences on your program, whether it's subtle, whether it's overt, uh, you know, you were okay when that cap and gown was passed out to that player. And it is important. And, and, and very often I've talked about this before. When we talk about leadership, we often wait until kids are leaders. And then we're like, okay, now it's time for you to be a leader. Well, what have you taught that player the first three years in your program to be a leader. You need to start cultivating leadership right when they step in the door in your program. Um, I would highly encourage the energy bus by John Gordon or anything John Gordon, but that's 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 at the top of the list. To, to get on the energy bus, this is the way this program functions. This is the way leadership functions. You have to teach people how to be a leader. It is not a natural thing for the vast majority of the population. And just because they're older doesn't mean they're good influences. All right. Uh, question uh, with with feel. All right. Uh, you have to stay ahead of trends. You know, now the, the big trend is is uh, space and pace and the Mori ball and that type of thing. Uh, take a look at that. All right. Uh, something to keep after. Obviously, if you're listening to something like this, you're trying to stay ahead of the trend. So, so keep looking out for the next big thing. Uh, number ten, pregame work is excessive. Um, you know, have your rituals, but you don't need to be at the gym four hours before the game. That type of thing. Uh, number eleven, keep your signs simple and to a minimum. I.e., keep your stuff simple and to a minimum. Uh, don't uh, flood your team with too many plays. Have your players make plays. Number 12, a lineup card is all a manager needs in a dugout. I think sometimes we're so dependent on, on technology, that type of thing. If, if you have more than a page or two, and I'm a big, I'm old, uh, I'm a big believer in, in paper and having something in front of you. Um, in, uh, when I was coaching on the sideline, I had the same sheet of paper for 13 years in front of me. Uh, and I had everything that I needed. I knew where everything was. Here is our set plays. Here's our zone offenses. Here's our defenses. Um, here is our here's our three-point lineup. Here's our defensive lineup. Here's who we need to foul. If we need to foul, who's 
this is who we need to file on the other team. Here is their pet sets. I had all of this on a front and back piece of paper. And if I had any more than that, it would be paralysis by analysis. Um, if you are interested in that, I'd be more than willing to, uh, you know, send that out to you. If you want to talk about it, um, you know, let me know. All right. So, uh, and then the last thing, number 13, forget the book, making the first or third out at third base is okay. Uh, you've got to think outside the box, especially if you're rebuilding a program or if you've got a, uh, a program that's struggling a little bit. What can you do differently? Where can you win on the margins? Maybe it's out of bounds plays. Maybe it's how you rotate on your defense. You know, Coach Coach Sale from Morningside talked about how he designed his half-court defense specifically because uh, he was really small and he needed to do something different than everybody else. That's essentially where the spread offense came from in football is because these guys looked at it and said, I don't have 300-pound offensive linemen like Michigan and Ohio State and USC. I've got to do something different. So let's go three wide receivers. Let's go four wide receivers. Let's go five wide receivers. Let's throw it 60 times again. This is where all of that stuff began is by necessity, and necessity is the mother of invention. Joe Madden is essentially the inventor of the shift in baseball, where he put three or four guys on the right side when David Ortiz was up for the Red Sox because he was a dead pole hitter. Um, so if you are limited, if you are limited with what you have, you need to come up with new and unique ideas to, to try to find a way to squeeze out neutral possessions that can hopefully give you a shift to be more competitive or to win more games than what you would have, all right? So, uh, The Zen of Joe, and again, I encourage you, especially if you're a baseball person, The Cubs Way by Tom Verducci, written in 2017. Um, it, it is a great study on how to build a program, on how to build an organization, and um, it's, it's, it's been a great thing uh, for this, and I hope you've enjoyed this three-part series in Book Club on The Cubs Way. Uh, if you are listening, of course, you're on iTunes or SoundCloud, like, rate, or review. Uh, give us five stars. Push this out here for folks. Uh, again, our, our mission is to just help coaches get better. If you uh, please follow us on Twitter, uh, a pen and a napkin. Uh, we try to put daily things out on there. Um, and we there's some retweets, all sorts of stuff. Questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, email us a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Again, this has been the Cubs Way, Tom Verducci. This is part three of the three-part series. Uh, the trilogy is over. Uh, so coaches, stay safe. And as always, be sure to hone your craft one day at a time. 